welcome back to Uptime Community. We are so glad that you could join us live today. Today's date is October 11th in the year of our Lord, 2022. I'm Greg Messina, and if you are new here, we are a community of believers that are actively studying the Holy Bible and looking forward to that glorious appearing of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ, the Anointed One, the Messiah. We want to make this an interactive forum, so we do welcome your questions and your comments. Today, we welcome special guest brother Jason Walters from the Jason Blood Church channel. He will be discussing his research in eschatology today, and uh, we are happy to have him with us. But first, I do want to, of course, welcome back to Uptime, our usual Uptime panel. And we do welcome back brother Bob Barber. Welcome back, brother Bob. We welcome back brother Bob Hagen. How are you, brother? Fine, Can you hear me? Guys. Fine. All right. And of course, Brother Kevin Hookman. Welcome back, Brother Good. Kevin. Evening. Thank you. And Glad verse you. of the day for uh, from BibleGateway.com. We have Psalm 62, 1. Truly my soul waiteth upon God. From him comes my salvation. God bless you all. And um, so we are still here. Yes, Amazingly. And there's a reason behind that, right, uh, Brother Bob? Sure is. The rapture resurrection is going to take place on the day of the rapture resurrection. <laughs> I've heard that somewhere before. I have heard yes. that somewhere before. Yeah. Um, I like that. So, yeah, welcome, everyone. We, we know that uh, some people are probably disappointed. Some people are probably questioning. Um, some people are still, you know, <clears throat> you know, excited about having to bring others to Christ and being able to have a little bit more time, right, to do that. Mm. I'm sure there's a lot of different thoughts going on, uh, a lot of different opinions, and that's that's okay. We can discuss those opinions together. That's what we're here for, to discuss these things as a community, as brothers and sisters in Christ. Um, and that's that's okay. God God is good, and and His timing is perfect. It's always perfect. Amen, brothers. Amen. Amen. Yeah, the day of the rapture resurrection has not changed. We have our own perception of it when it will take place. Um, what I've been doing for the last year, year, maybe last fifteen months, I've been trying to narrow down the seven year tribulation. And during that time, I kept saying the rapture could take place at any time. It's a imminent event. It could happen any time, okay? It's a 2,000-year thing that we've all been waiting for, okay? Nobody knows exactly when this event's going to take place, what day, what hour, what year, okay? But the data seem to indicate, though, that uh, the, the Shemitah cycle that we are in right now is Daniel's 70th week. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got something I want, a few things I want to talk about today. I believe that this could still be Daniel's 70th week that we are in right now. And uh, for multiple different reasons, and uh, <clears throat> but we'll get into that. I don't want I don't want to get too much into. It. I know we have a guest that we have to bring on here, but uh, be a uh, be chair be a good chair, everyone. Um, we are not out of the woods yet. We don't want to be out of the woods. <laughs> okay, I mean, look what's going on with the nuclear war narratives now. All right, and everything they're doing with this new. Uh, you know, things that got going on in Israel we're talking about today. So uh, we'll get into that, though. But I know we want to bring on Jason. So, 
Yes, we're going to bring on Jason, and we're glad he he can come on with us today. He's going to discuss a few things that he's come across, um, specifically in his area of research of eschatology. Um, Brother Jason, thank you for joining us today on Uptime. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. And uh, so, Jason, why don't you uh, why don't you let us know a little bit about your testimony, where you came from, and how how you came to know the Lord. And uh, and you can let us know where we went wrong. No, yeah, I don't think <laughs> you guys kidding. went wrong. I think I think there's nothing wrong with looking for our blessed hope. Amen. No matter no matter when it is. So, a little bit about me. I was saved in September 15, 2018. So a little over four years ago. I was of the world. I was moving up the corporate ladder. I was doing all the things that you know. I, I'm glad I'm not doing now. And um, I ran a janitor where I worked. Just got to know me and. Uh, started to show me the Bible and I had an old dusty Bible. It didn't even know I had it there. He asked, he challenged me to read it and answer questions for him. He led me to the gospel. And with, I started working remote right after he did that. I still didn't accept the, the Lord at that moment, but I started watching some other pastors and started rightly dividing the word of truth myself and reading the Bible. And I accepted the Lord Jesus Christ. And it's the best thing ever to be born again and um, to be able to, to give that same gospel message to others. So I'm going to tell you right now, if you're listening to this and you're not saved, you have the greatest decision you ever need to make and have to make because not making a decision, still making a decision. Jesus Christ died on a cross 2000 years ago. He was the Messiah, God in flesh form. First Corinthians 15, one through four, he died, he buried, he rose from the dead. So he shed his blood and that blood's available to all to come and accept to wash away your past, present, future sins. One sin will send you to hell and hell is real. So not to scare people too bad, but you don't want to spend eternity in hellfire. And so it's Romans 10, 9 and 10. It's a heart belief. And you confess with your mouth to salvation and Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. Not a works, lest any man could boast. So that's that's really uh, my opening testimony and what I have to say initially. But in terms of wh- what you guys did wrong, you know, I, I don't think anything anything was done wrong. And uh, we still have hope in October for what I believe is a rapture. And I, and I believe the Jewish calendars and the other, and there's like up to five different calendars. I think they've been tampered with. I think that, um, you know, Satan is the author of confusion and lies. And there's no doubt that, you know, the Jews have been at times idol worshipers and have gotten things wrong and not have always followed that what they think is their law, even though it's not relevant today. Um, so I have some information that hopefully will, will shed some light to give us some hope for October the rest of this month as a possible rapture time to look up that's awesome do you want me to share my screen now or Uh, let's let's let the uh let's let the panelists just uh weigh in on this a little bit of what you just stated and um anything you the panelists want to say anything before he starts getting into his research not really just Mm -hmm. uh, it's good to have him on tonight you know it's Mm -hmm. uh, blessed always blessed to meet another brother and uh, I'm anxious to hear what he has to say. Good to see all of you guys again. I look forward to this every week. So I'm a, I'm out in the I'm out in the woods literally tonight. I yeah. like it. Yeah, it's, uh, that's not I a see that. Yeah, it's quite uh, it's quite it's quiet being out in the woods there. I don't hear any yeah. crickets or no, no, no. The crickets are all in your place. They're <laughs> <laughs> pretty quiet tonight, actually. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. Uh, and but anyway, yeah, let's let's get right into it. Uh, 
I'll share your screen here. And oh, looks like you have. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna move it over. All right, can you see it? There we go. Okay. All right. Yep. So I'm gonna call this the Lord Star Calendar, and it started for me when I was saved. I started looking at these feast days and all these different calendars, and I, I said to myself, knowing the Lord from reading the Bible, that yes, the Lord is is layered and complicated, but He's also simple, and I think. The stars in the sky are his constellation and, and no one can tamper with them. And I've always been fascinated with them. And, and again, not to get caught. I'm not trying to get caught up in the Zodiac and all that nonsense. But as you can see here, Leviticus 23, um, these are definitely the feasts of the Lord and uh, we which he shall proclaim to be holy convocations. And we, I think we're to look for those and, how, and try to figure it out. And that's what we that's what everyone's been doing. And so I t started with the Jewish calendar and I did some research and I, and I sort of came to the conclusion that in the 12th century, Rabbi Maimon, he desired to set up a, a sort of standardized way to set the, the head of the year and then to set all the feast days up after that. So he wanted to create uniformity in that because there were different, different people cel celebrating different feasts that were Jewish at different times. And so he used this metonic cycle of 19 years, 12 of which were common years with just 12 months, and then seven of which um, had leap years. And so they added an additional 13 month, an extra month to the, to the end of the year. And, and unfortunately, if you do research on this, you'll find that the Jews and the Babylonians both sort of had the same practice of using the vernal equinox to establish the beginning of their year um, with the first new moon. And it, that disturbed me. And I know that the Jews have often mixed pagan pa practices with their religion in the past. And you can see that throughout the Old Testament. And there's a, they use an equation um, to simply set up the, the head of the year. And um, it's after that vernal equinox. It's the first new moon. And sometimes there's an exception if the crescent moon was seen even on the, on the equinox or a little before. Then the year began 29 days later with the subsequent visibility of the new moon. So what you find out is that some of the times they are right and they get, and they started at the right time. And then about half the other time they seem not to. And that to me, I believe in 2022 is the case that they have not set the head of the year correctly, which starts, which establishes all the feast days at, you know, sets Passover, sets unleavened bread, sets, sets up first fruits, Pentecost and all the fall feast. And this is the, the date they chose to, for the head of the year is April 2nd, uh, Nisan 1, which then, as you can see, sets up Passover, which they say is April 6th, April 16th. And, whoops. And so my fascination with the sky, there's some scriptures, there's some scriptures on this. Deuteronomy 16, 1, observe the month of Abib and keep the Passover unto the Lord thy God. For in the month of Abib, the Lord thy God brought thee forth out of Egypt by night. So we know that when Moses came out, out of Egypt, God established a new first month. And I believe the seventh month became the first month and the first month became the seven in terms of, of the constellations. And, and, and also that changed the, you know, the months in the sky as well. And so even looking at some of the uh, writings from in the antiquities of the Jews, uh, Josephus, um, this is uh, found in 2485 in the month of Exanthicus, which is by us called Nisan, 
and is the beginning of our year on the 14th day of the lunar month when the sun is in Aries. So there's a clue for your for your star map when when based on this, that the sun should be in Aries. To, and this is when they were, he claims this is when they were delivered out of bondage under the Egyptians. And then that helps them to, to go ahead and set up the sacrifices and everything for the Passover because they know when to start the year. And I did link a, a link to that, to the article, you know, for that. If anybody wants to jump in and stop me, you can. I, I'm, a, I'm a sales guy, so I'm, I'm good with if you want to jump in and ask questions or make comments. Back and forth is always good, just, you know, for the panel, if anybody wants to do that. No, that's, that's fine. Just keep on keep on moving. <clears throat> keep on motoring. All right. So once you get this up, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Genesis one fourteen. I just got some, again, given some confirmation about how God uses the, uh, you know, the, the firmament the, the above us. It says, and God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night and let them be for signs and for and for seasons and for days and for years. So we know that this is sort of like a clock based on, you know, this scripture. And even David de- declared it in Psalms 19, one, the heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament show of his handiwork. So this is sort of the, the sky clock to give you a visual of it. And I have it set up showing the seventh month because when the sun is towards the month and this is the full moon. So opposite when there's a full moon, the moon is opposite of the sun in, in terms of the constellation. So we have the sun would, if in this example would be Tish, would, would be Tishri or Libra, I believe is the seventh month. And the Jews think that Virgo or the Virgin is the seventh month, but essentially, cause I think they're a month off, but the, so this is the calendar. So you can see Aries would be the first month of the year which would be called Nisan, in my opinion, or Abib, as we as we saw referenced earlier in Deuteronomy. And this is the harvest season, which is the dry season in Jerusalem. And then in the winter season, you get a lot of rain. After November 8th, it, it really rains a lot. And in fact, I believe that all the harvesting has to stop in October. I'm actually doing research on that. I've reached out to people that live in, in Israel, hopefully to find some, some details of when they take the last fall harvest. And I believe it's around October 27th, but I don't have proof on that yet. But if so, that would, that would truly mean, I think the harvest season is definitely from May to the end of October, essentially sometime and maybe even, even late April. Okay. Wow. So that's something that, you know, I think that people can do research on. If anybody knows about that, that could be interesting to look at. Um, Leviticus 23, 10 to 11, I think this is sort of a key verse about when they start the season from an agricultural perspective. So we're going to look from at that it with some evidences on, I think, another reason why they're off a month. Leviticus 23, 10 through 11 says, Speak unto the children of Israel and say unto them, When ye be come into the land which I give unto you and shall reap the harvest thereof, then ye shall bring a sheaf of the first fruits of your harvest un, unto the priest. And then what happens in verse 11, and he shall wave the sheep before the Lord to be accepted for you on the morrow after the Sabbath, the priest shall wave it. So what happens currently, because they set, they set this, uh, I think they're a month off. They've, they've even set this in March in certain years where when everything is green in the field, you certainly couldn't reap it. You couldn't harvest it. And, and the priest will go out and, and take what they're, what they call their first omer and, and then use it, but it's green. You can't make unleavened bread out of it. So part of the argument I'm making is that the agricultural setup is the children of Israel, number one, should be bringing it to the priest, as this verse says, 
not the priest going to the field early when it's not even right. And that's what's going on each and every year. And so they, again, they take that, they're supposed to take that, that Omer from each of the farmers, each of the children of Israel, and then make unleavened bread out of it. And the first portion would go to the Lord. But if everything is green, you can't do that. So there's a website that gives you some good information of, uh, on sort of the harvest. Um, I don't know if any of you see this, but a be of God.com. And you can see in April 1st, 2021, everything was green. You couldn't harvest it. Now they were able to start to harvest in April 10th that year, but that's, that's just because it was a little bit damp. It, the conditions were, were better in 2021 for it, but there've been years you can't harvest that until end of April, even into May based on, based on this, you know, how the, how the moisture in the air is, is what it's based on. And so in 1983, there's, this is an article and you can, you can, you can check that out, but it's, it's from a letter from the Israel official in the Ministry of Agriculture in 1983 about the barley harvest. And this is the guy that's in charge of all the agriculture in Israel at that time. And, and th- a gentleman sent him a, sent him a letter saying, Hey, when do you harvest things? Essentially is how this came about. And what it said, and what, it, what I'm not going to go through every single line, is that generally speaking, the Omer was collected by the, by the um, at number three there about six weeks too early. So the writer states that normally the barley harvest starts at around the end of April. And that's about six weeks later than the Karyat experts today claim to find ripe barley. And so this is the guy, Mr. Bar Droma. He was the he was the man that wrote this letter. Comments are considering at odds with the claims of some religious leaders who find ripe barley around the middle of March. And in this year, in '83, the calendar Jewish calendar started March 15th with with Nissan 14 being on the 28th. So his claim is just simply that they couldn't have gone out to get the the wheat on April 3rd when they needed it for the days of unleavened bread that year. When, according to him, really the Jordan Valley was harvested six weeks, uh, you know, later. And, and even even if the conditions are right, he said you could you could take it into you could take the harvest a couple weeks early, possibly if the favorable factors come to play. So, again, another set of evidences that I believe that they're off a month. Very interesting. Bob, you're trying to talk. Bob, yeah, you're trying ahead. to say something. Go ahead. You just muted yourself. Sorry. There you go. I was so can you break it down for us, Jason? So what are the uh days that you think that the uh, fall feast begin? When do they end? Yeah, sure. I you're jumping ahead, but I can go down there. Um <clears throat> I was gonna show you guys Stellarium, but I don't have to bore you with that. Um right. So you can see Rosh Hashanah or Feast of Trumpets in to the Jews. Uh, on the left side there was September 25th to 27th. They were wrong. I don't, they were off a couple of days, but with, with terms of the new moon, in my opinion, anyway. But I have it as October 26, 27. And you can see Tabernacles November 8th, which is the blood moon. That is going to be very, very beautiful. And in fact, the last day on October 25th this year, there's going to be a partial eclipse. Maybe, I don't know if your audience knows that, but it's going to be pretty spectacular too. So a lot of things going on. So I think we still have a chance for the rapture. I, st- I still think we're in that season. I, I, do, I do not believe we started a, um, you know, a new Shemitah yet, like you, you guys have mentioned, because of this. But I, again, I'm, this is not thus say of the Lord. This is just my interpretation. Right, right. And I think there's only a couple of states uh, in the U.S. who can actually view this 
this eclipse, this to- uh, lunar eclipse on the 26th, right? I know, I know Colorado is, is one of them. Um, but for some reason, I think it's, it's only in this, is this one, one section, uh, that can view this. If I'm, if I'm saying that correctly, I don't know. Yeah, if I think it's from the chat. I do. Yeah, I do think it. you're right. I do think you're right. The, um, the lunar eclipse, Greg, is on, um, is in November. Uh, that's November. Yes. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. And it's, that's right. the, it's between the seventh and the eighth, but it's really the eighth. Um, and the, it, where I live, actually, it's going to be a total lunar eclipse. Um, and it's, and it's early, early in the morning. Um, so, um, yeah, the, you, you can see it, but it's, it, but it's, um, for pretty much almost all the, the, like, at least the Eastern half of the United States quite a bit, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, but it's total for, for not everybody. Um, it's interesting, um, that, you know, like you said, uh, in your, um, presentation there, Jason, that. That some people are will claim it claim the barley harvest to be ripe when it actually isn't right, and um, yeah, I think one of the big ones was that one of the big cases that we saw for that was last year. Um, last year was like um, kind of pretty ridiculous, actually. Um, it, it, like sometimes they 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 get close, right? But last year they were so far off that um, they were claiming that it was ripe when it clearly wasn't. And the fact that um, they were celebrating um, the first of the month, like early, mid, early March, basically, was so far off. It was um, we, we, when we were, you know, we, we discussed that last year in the fall, especially, and said, look, the, the, when, they're, when they're celebrating Feast of Trumpets, they're a month off. And, um, you know, we, we stated that last year. This year, they said that the barley was right before the moon was sighted on the second. And as you as you stated, um, they even they celebrated the first of the month based off that kind of ridiculous pre-made calendar on the first of the month when the moon wasn't even sighted yet. And and you mentioned correctly that, uh, you know, for like the Feast of Trumpets this year, they celebrated it before the moon was even sighted. They actually finished the Feast of Trumpet before the moon was even sighted. So they're, they're, they don't go by that, obviously. And um, But the one thing that's really important, and I think you pointed this out re- really nicely, is that the first, the first month is the month where you present the first fruits of your harvest. And so you have to, it has to be ripe and it has to be harvestable so that you can actually provide an offering of the first fruits on first fruits. <laughs> Otherwise, right. it, it can't, that, that feast day mean is, is worthless. So th- that's why the barley has to be ripe and you have to be able to harvest it and you have to be able to, to provide that offering on first fruits, which of course Jesus fulfilled as the first fruits of the resurrection, which is awesome. And of course, this year they're saying it was right, but of course nobody's pre- presenting first fruits <laughs> these days, right? right? So who knows whether or not that, that that's actually true. So what you're saying is that you believe this year when they said it was ripe in April, 
it actually wasn't ripe. Right. That's what I'm saying. So I think that they're off. And, and I think that that gives us hope. And, it, and again, you know, it, it may not the rapture may not even happen this year. You know, I'm not predicting a rapture date here in this. I, I, I think the Lord is going to choose the date of the resurrection and the rapture, like, like Brother Bob completely said perfectly. But but I think that, um, you know, I wouldn't give up hope that the rapture could happen in October and we should always be looking up. Amen. And we know the rapture is imminent. It's the doctrine mm-hmm. of imminency is, is a real thing. Um, yeah. And I think well, the Lord reveals himself through this, this, this clock in the sky. So. But what you're pointing out is not, is, is not that you're, you're pointing to a rapture date. You're actually pointing out how, how the calendar and the months actually line up in yep. terms of what you see in the sky. Correct. And so, if, yeah, if you go back to that clock, I mean, I can talk to it a little bit more, but there. So right here. So, you know, the Jews are going to say, OK, this is this is the seventh month, the sixth month down here, the virgin. And so they're so. But when when the, when you have the full moon in October, when you have the full moon, October 9th, just or to, you know, now, essentially, this, this, the sun is is sitting in here and then Pisces is where the moon is. And I'm telling you based on my, my evidences of the Bible is that it should be, it should be that the, um, for the seventh month, the sun should be here in the scales or, or Libra. And then in Aries, the moon should be. And it, and if it's the first, you know, if it's the first, the head of the year, it would be the opposite way. The sun would be in Aries and the, and the moon would be down here in the scales. And that should be the case every year, regardless of when they set, when they're going to set up, you know, their feast days. It should it should align with this is is my argument. Well, it's interesting because due to the due to procession that's been going on, you know, since the beginning of when God set forth time, um, you know, things in the sky have moved a certain um, you know amount over the last two thousand years to the point where it's actually like people were you know would say that Aries is when the sun is in Aries, it's between March and April, where in fact, this year, Aries, sun moved into Aries on April 20th. So, yep. I mean, that's actually a full month after what the, the you know, especially the, like the astrology and stuff like that say when it is. But this is not astrology because this is actually looking at the stars um, and, and, the, and the sky and the sun and the moon which God said that he put them there for signs and for seasons and for years and days and months and to measure all those things. Yeah, so amen. Yeah. I see what you're saying is that, you know, the things that because of procession, things have moved pretty much a full month. And then you, but you really have to go by, and you mentioned this great is, which is the harvest at the beginning of the year. I mean, you can't have a first fruits without a harvest. And that really sets the time frame for what's going to happen during that that year, right? Yeah, yeah, completely. It sets all the, all the feast days up, including the fall ones that we're in, you know, that we're talking about now. And but none of this is like New Age astrology. No, no, not because at all. we're not telling the future based off of this or using the stars to map out your your path in life or anything like no. that. No, 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 not at all. And, and and again, the names of these. You know the names of all these constellations. Unfortunately, were were you know are, are gods or pagan or Babylonian in nature. It's unfortunate. You know, I believe God calls this. You know, He said a beep, so we know that's one. Right. Um, but it's, but essentially, I think it's like you know constellation one through twelve. You know, right. essentially is right. the way I look at it. It's not about a zodiac or, or 
leading your life based on the stars and whatnot. It's we should be looking towards the Lord Jesus Christ for, you know, in the relationship we build with him as in our walk. And uh, we trust in him. I'm not worried about when the rapture is. It's going to come. Yep. He's the he's the bright and morning star. So, yeah, he is. Amen. I love what you just said there. It's like he he's going he's he's already appointed this day long ago. He's, it's it, he, he hasn't like gone. Oh, wait a minute. I'm late. Um, you know. <laughs> Uh, we, you know, the Bible talks a lot about the patience of the saints and to wait patiently and to wait on the Lord and that the Lord is long suffering. A lot of those qualities that, that, that he has that we find hard to have. (laughs) And, um, and, you know, we're, we're, but at the same time, I think what, what this really does every, every year for us is, is it just t- it, it, there is somewhat of a test of faith, but it's like he requires you to have faith in him. That 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 that's the requirement for salvation to have faith in him and to believe. And if you do not do that, then what 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 is your faith in at that point? Right. If you expect something to happen because this person said so or because you believe it to be this way. I mean, the Bible says, do not lean on your own understanding. <laughs> But in all your ways, acknowledge him and he'll make your path straight. So this is a straight path that we're walking toward if we lean on him and don't lean on our own understanding. Right. Amen. Well, the natural man can't receive the things of the spirit of God. You know, it's uh, a lot of it is it's it's foreign. It, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, these these things make sense to us, but. If somebody's tuning in and, and hasn't uh, made Jesus Christ Lord in their life, hasn't uh, got their life together in that area, this is going to be uh, like foolishness. But yeah. at the same time, once you once you uh, change lords, I always say, once you change lords, then it opens up and you start it starts to make sense, and it's not complicated. I mean, it may look like it's complicated, but it's it's. Um, it's simple because we're all, you know, it's, it's a, these are spiritual things. You know, we, have, we, we're uh, living in a, in a world, everything around us is, is going on is natural, but there is a spiritual world too. We all know this for sure, the spiritual world, because and, it says we're, uh, we battle not against flesh and blood, but against the wicked, wickedness from on high. And it's still there. And uh, trying to, um, I'm trying to say, trying to have a found, you know, getting a foundation in the truth, which is Lord Jesus Christ. From that, you you build, you know. It wasn't that that uh, Jason got saved and then the next day he was he was making charts, you know. <laughs> Oh no! I, I was actually work. I was out witnessing a weekend of salvation, knowing three verses and passing out tracts and yeah. you know, trying to just get people saved because I just felt so sorry for all the people that were lost. Yeah. I, I just remember that. Hey, the the other way, I'm just going to bring something up real quick, and I think I'm done with the presentation. But you know, God reveals Himself every single day, guys. Think about mm-hmm. this: the sun the sun sets. It's what is the color on the sky? It's blood red. That's Jesus' blood as he as he goes in. He's on that cross before he goes into the grave for three days. Right. And he comes back out. And what happens the next morning? The sun rises. And again, what's the color of the sky? It's blood red. 
that's again, that's him conquering death and hell and coming out of the grave and resurrecting. And and he shows that to everybody. Oh, neat. Saved or unsaved every 24 hours, every 12. Well, you see it, you know, you see the sunrise every 24 hours, the sunset every 24 hours. You, you get it twice a day. And, and again, that's another example of how he, he shows his son and himself, Jesus, God himself, mm-hmm. part of the Trinity, God, the father, you know, shows himself dying and resurrecting and coming back out of the grave and conquering death and hell. So a beautiful picture and how how God reveals himself. Amen. Each day is a each day is a gift, Jason. It's, Amen. It's, uh, if you look at if you look at life that way, and you get up and you have that kind of attitude, it's a whole lot easier to continue to be faithful than if you um, get into the mindset where, well, the rapture hasn't happened yet. What am I going to do? Right. You you can't you can't live that way. You can you can learn a lot of stuff. You can watch Bob's videos. You can listen to all of us, and you can listen to every Watchman Under the Sun. But if you lose the focus, you know, if you're not pressing toward the mark, you'll get fatigued and you'll drop out. You'll, there's a lot of people that have just given up because they say, "Well, it hasn't happened now, so it's not going to happen." Wait a minute, now you know where's the hope of his calling of his coming? You know, they, they in the first century they were doing, going through this because they thought he was coming back right away, and and we it's quite a few years have passed, but we still believe he is going to return, and and uh, we just have to remain faithful. One of the things we, I say many times on here is that uh, God has always always been faithful and always will be faithful. Now we're not always faithful, right, Kev? I mean, we we try to be. Um, we should endeavor every day to be faithful as much as we can, but you know, we fall short and that's why we need to, like you were just saying, that was really kind of amazing what you just brought up, how the, when the sun comes up every morning, it's a reminder when it goes down every night, it's just like you, when you think about that, it's really, um, it's something because every day there's a, a new opportunity um, to have another day and, and uh, maybe witness to somebody, uh, affect somebody's life in a positive way to bring them to a knowledge of the truth. That's the whole reason we're doing this is not to build some mega church. No. You know, I don't want a mega church. I, I like my woods behind me. I just, I don't need a mega church. Do you think, though, that, um, that, that, that a lot of people, um, you know, listen to other people talk about the rapture and they listen to their ideas and things like that. And then they put their hope in that rather than their hope in Jesus. And that when the day comes, their hope in Jesus has left them because they've already displaced that onto something else. And then they get disappointed and then they start slacking off. And then, I mean, but... I think what you said is really important, which is every day, um, like no no watcher has been told by God what the day of the rapture is. Daniel wasn't told. Paul wasn't told. Bob Barber's not been told. Steve Fletcher certainly has not been told. But I mean, you know, I, I make a little joke of that because he has a rapture day every day. But I mean, but the but I guess the point is is that what these watchers are doing and what and what we're doing is we're we're looking at things and we're coming up with ideas 
and possibilities. And um, none of those should be should be claimed as, um, you know, I, I'm a prophet from God and God told me this is the date and it's going to happen because it hasn't happened yet. And yet all these dates have come and gone. And yet if you are, you know, relying on them to have to, to actually be telling the truth that God told them that, then you're really putting your faith in them at that point. And I think that we just need to continue to put our faith in God and that use every single day wisely. Use every single day to be that good servant, to continue to do the work of Christ and to not be the lazy servant. And uh, Steve and I talked about that this last uh, on uh, Iron Sharpens Iron, episode 10. And there was a lot of people who watched that video and were really blessed by it. I encourage people to watch that. But I'm telling you that it's very important that we take those uh, take those opportunities every single day to continue to further the gospel throughout the world. And that's where our, our, our desires should be on and that we should still be looking forward to the to the coming of Christ and the clouds to gather us. But it doesn't mean that if it doesn't happen on the certain day that you thought it might be, that it, it should shake your faith. It, it, at that point, the faith is in something other than God and, and in Christ himself. And I think that's that's we got to keep the focus on that. I've never heard I've never heard Bob ever, ever set a date or talk a date or anything like that. Uh, you know, these are. This is research, and you know he's he's a he's a student of the word, and he, um, you know he he works the word like we all do, and and uh, and even if let's say all of a sudden I come on here and I say, hey, I had a dream last night. Uh, in two weeks, the rapture is going to happen. Well, wait a second now. Now, for one thing, I wouldn't do that, but. And be reproved for it pretty quickly if I did. At the same time, uh, you know, when I when I watch uh, the videos, and this is you know, kudos to Bob for a second here. When I watch his videos, I, I never hear him say, "Well, this is the conclusion of the matter." <laughs> I have I, the Lord has showed me the date. If, mm-hmm. if I ever hear that from you, Bob, I'm going to go. Hold on a second. Somebody, somebody somebody's somebody's been messing. Somebody's been messing with your videos. It sure sounds like it. You know, I mean, my stuff. I, I'm willing to. I'm willing to show it like it is. Sure. You know, God showed me every. God showed me all these things for a reason. And like I said in the beginning, I don't think we're out of the woods yet. Okay, no. this thing is a mystery. Paul said, "Behold, I show you a mystery." And when the day of the rapture comes, it will all make sense. Everything I showed everybody all happened. They're all facts. Okay. Everything was factual. I said, I said, this, here, here's the date of this celestial sign. Here's the date of this. This is the 11th cycle. This should meet the cycle. You know, of course, that might be uh, up for argument now, according to Jason's research, about when the Shemitah cycle begins. But I gave nothing but factual information. The solar cycle starts in the middle of 2025, 2026. All factual stuff. In the end, though, I would have to give an assessment, okay, a, a, a prophetic forecast of what could happen, okay. And during the time leading up to uh, the beginning of the beginning of trumpets, back on the twenty seventh, I say, hey, the rapture could be any time for the next year. I never called a day, like Bob said. 
And I love these people. And Kevin sees people commenting on my channel. See, the rapture didn't happen. You're a false prophet. I was like, <laughs> never claimed to be a prophet. I didn't come here. Thus saith the Lord. You don't see Prophet Bob in my name down there. Okay. And well, all I'm showing you is just factual information. I put pieces together. When did I say, but the Lord told me in audible voice, he came to me, Bob, this is a rapture date. You must be the intermediate person between me and my people. Go sh- tell them the date and fill them for a chair. Did I ever do that? No. That's what a prophet does. A prophet hears from the Lord and just says, hey, I got no information to back this up except God told me this to tell you. That's what prophets do. They don't prophets don't pull up charts, do they, Kevin? No. They don't. <laughs> they don't analyze stuff. They don't do all this stuff. They just say, "Okay, I heard this from the Lord. This is what He said. <laughs> Take it." You know. And hey, I you're going to die this year. <laughs> and, yeah. And boom, he's oh. dead in the seventh month. I mean, that's how well, that works. Anybody that's saying that, please stop showing your stupidity and your ignorance <laughs> by calling me or any of us here a false prophet. Hey, Chester agrees. We're just you know what they're doing, though, Bob? Prophets. Yeah, what's you know, that? You know what they're doing, though, Bob? Is they're fulfilling prophecy by going out and beating up the brethren and thinking that the Lord is tarried. I mean, that, mm-hmm. that, that that's the only way that you can explain it, is saying, oh, I heard from you that um, this might be a possible rapture time frame, and then that doesn't happen, and then they're disappointed, and then they go and beat you up for it which is exactly yeah. what the Bible says that they would do. So mm-hmm. uh, it doesn't surprise me that we have these people out there doing those things because we are told that that's what's going to happen. But it, it is discouraging in some ways to see that, pe- that people are so fragile um, with, with, their, with, with the way that they, and how much you know, they put into certain things that they have to feel like they, 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 they even claim false things on you like saying that you you you're a prophet or whatever so they're actually not only bashing you as a as a brother but they're actually like bearing false witness against you so right. and then they'll talk about how much you have to to keep the commandments <laughs> and yeah. and you're like well, well you're trying you to shake know that one you know you're trying to shake your faith and 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 the the you know the faith of the people who are watching, the people who are on here, um, we've all gone through some some challenging times in the last couple of years. I'm not going to get into all that, but at the same time, you know, uh, if someone comes on here and and um, you know, if I do if I do a teaching and they and they they send me an email and say that I'm you know, that I'm a false prophet or a, a false teacher or something, well, that's that's their opinion. Uh, I try to handle the word correctly. Uh, I've, I, I too have never heard Bob claim to be a prophet, or Kevin, uh, or Greg, or uh, or Jason. I just met him tonight, so I don't know. But at the same time, there are there are ministries there that do exist. There are people who are prophetic. There are people who are apostolic. But um, I've never been a big fan of of titles and labels i just uh i don't i don't just it it does something to your i personally this is my own opinion i think it does something to your ego if somebody tacks a a title on the front of your name you know we we jokingly uh, refer to to bob barber as doc well that's that's a that's a loving term he's not a doctor but i call him doc i started doing that a while ago 
and you know and different th different names for Kevin who calls me different names we can't repeat some of them on here but <laughs> no I'm just joking but at the same time we're we're all we don't um mm -hmm. you know it, it's not and I, I I remember one time there was somebody that uh, came on one of these things and they 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 asked if I you know if, if I was a pastor and I said not not according to going through any kind of schooling or nothing. No, maybe some of the teachings I did were seemed to be pastoral or whatever, or um, some of the things that they heard and that they hear on here are, are going to be generating, uh, you know, we're teaching, uh, we're obviously evangelizing, um, trying to get, you know, the sole purpose for this and, and I don't. I really don't know Jason very well, but I, I believe listening to him and seeing his heart that that he's in many ways like we are. He wants people to come. The Lord wants wills all men to be saved and come to to the knowledge of the truth. It doesn't say a knowledge of some truth that's out in somewhere out there. The knowledge of the truth. Okay, if that's so, then if somebody's searching. If you're a searcher and you're seeking the truth, and so those that hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. And it's not a one it's not a one time deal. It's not that uh, all of a sudden Bob Barber has done his last video because God has given him all the insight he's gonna give it, that's over. It's done. No. It, we learn every day. We you know that's that's the whole thing. We're we're trying to learn. Isn't that right, Bob? Yep. They even that's ask right. them too. They're like, "Okay, the rapture didn't happen, Bob. What's going to happen to this channel? Are you shutting it down?" Oh. <laughs> and oh, I'm just, I just laugh at that because I'm like, oh, "Yeah, I mean, yep, Bob's done. I mean, you know, he's got nothing more. Uh, shutting down. Feed my sheep today. There's no more Bibles to hand out. It's over. It's like." No, this is when things get ramped up. This is this is when we we, we double down. This is when we're, we, we're just starting. We're just yeah. beginning. <laughs> we're just beginning the fight. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the one thing I like really about what you presented, Jason, is that you looked at the traditions of man and their calendars, and you were like, "This is bunk," <laughs> and yeah. you're like, "This does not match up with what the Bible says." And I think that that's really the key. And maybe you don't have all the answers, but what you do know is that there are falsehoods out there and you've identified them. And I think that that is the first path towards uh, learning the truth and becoming closer to the truth. And I think that your rejection of those things goes a long way because there are still people that will post on Bob's website and say, the calendar said it was on this date. And it's like, would you please stop relying on that calendar because it is just simply not biblical. Yeah. And, and it's, it's frustrating, right? There's five different calendars and everyone's, you know, and we all are just, we all love the Lord. That's the beautiful thing, you know, yeah. about it. And I think when people go overboard and attack Bob or say, say things about brothers and sisters, you're, you're, first of all, you're not in Bob's shoes. He does a lot of research. I guarantee he works hours to do, do the things he does. I know I have a channel. I work hard on my Bible studies. You know, I, Mine's a, my channel's a little different than Bob. You know, I, I'm a little Bible study focused along with a lot of a lot of preaching about, hey, come to the Lord. But at the end of the day, we all work really hard. We're all just looking to go home. 
We all just want to go home. Right. We just want to see the Lord face to face and give him the biggest hug on the planet and bow down before him. That's, I mean, if, if Bob, let's just say Bob ta- gets the rapture date completely right. I mean, it's not going to be about Bob when we get up there. We're, we're right. going to say, we're going to say, Hey, great job, Bob, but we're all going to be about <laughs> don't say a word if i was right please don't you know there's no pride up here honestly <laughs> right I'm like, don't say, I, don't, I don't know nothing don't say it because you don't get up there it's like there's no pride there's none of this stuff hey look hey i got the right date you know, what do you think yeah what do you think is going to happen say that a billion <laughs> people are gonna are gonna walk away from jesus and go over to bob barber and be like yeah. Uh, Bob, let's talk. And Jesus, hold on a second. We got to talk about how the rapture. Well, Come on well now. we did notice a lot of people kind of just abandoned uh, coming back on after fall feast, right after the twenty seventh. I mean, right. we're, we're at lower numbers than we were back then. So you do see a drop off, a significant drop off sure. of people who were anticipating a major event. That is about to happen. And then what happens, those people don't want to hear the rest of the message or anything else. They just go back to their daily lives and say, oh, nothing happened. So, all right, forget it. Uh, right, I'm off to right. back to so, my own thing again. You know what I got to say about so that, Greg? So how good is that? I mean, there, there's, nothing, there's nothing rewarding about that. It's almost like people coming to see a train wreck. And they're like, oh, the train's passed. Oh, no wreck. Okay, I'm out of here. You know, it's like looky lose or whatever. And mm-hmm. um, it, it, it makes you it, it makes you question whether or not they're actually, you know, really watching or if it's just a passing thing for them um, when they hear a few things and they go, oh, let me see what this is all about. And then, you know, get get ready to mock. You know, it's just like it's discouraging in some ways. But in other ways, the ones who stick around, though, it enc- it really encourages me because it shows that they're not in it for the train wreck. They're there for the long haul. They're there for watching every day, day and being anticipating and being ready when he does come. I mean, for those who are like, well, I, I, I came during that September period of time and it didn't happen. And it's like, oh, and the rapture happens on February 2nd for some reason. Are they going to be caught unaware? You'd think so, probably. That's not where you want to be. You want to be ready all the time. You want to have your lamp full. When you come, when we come here every week, our lamps get full, don't they? I mean, that this is part of that. This is part of the edification of, of and and the communion of the saints. This is what what really keeps us rolling and keeps our lamp full all the time. We're in the Word. We we get you know we get into our normal business routines during the week and stuff like that. And then we come here for a refresh as well. And it's great. And I think that's the, that's what this is all about is like right now in these times where it's uncertainty abounds and we're seeing the signs of the tribulation pop up all the time. We're seeing this transitionary period that we're in. We're certainly going through the things that Jesus said are in the beginning of sorrows. So all these things culminating and this is not science fiction stuff anymore for tribulation. You can see all these things could oh, yeah. happen immediately if if God so choose. So this is not the time to give up hope and to give up watching and to give up faith. This is the time to really double down on it and be ready when the Lord comes. You know, I mean, uh, Kevin, you know, Kevin, um, you're saying about the watchmen, people watching and those who are basic Fairweather fans. OK, yeah. 
And basically, uh, you know, as a watchman, if you're a watchman watching for your camp, for an invading army, you're going to say to your 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 superior, say, "Hey, you know, we're we're I only watch during the regular season. Out of season, I'm just not going to watch." Okay, <laughs> you know, you're probably going to get hung for doing something like that. Okay, you have to watch all the time. If the armies knew that you only watch during certain seasons, oh boy, they're not going to come during that season. They're going to come out of season. See you at the right? Super Bowl. That's why being a watchman, we <laughs> always have to watch okay i know that's a drawback when things don't happen but thing is we got to basically call i mean we're looking at things from really far away and we gotta say hey this looks this looks interesting right here and that's what i've been doing for the last 15 months hey 2020 2022 fall looks really interesting and like i said we're talking about doubling down um i don't think we're out of the woods and first of all the last trump when the when the rapture resurrection takes place, we are looking at the feast of trumpets. All right, didn't happen. If that was the feast of trumpets, okay, Jason. And then of course atonement came. Nothing happened. All right, so he had two last trumps there. But what 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 if those trumps were actually just the trumpet of God? It was outside of the feast days. The first trump goes off. It's a specific trump, specific sound frequency that raises the dead. It doesn't touch our living bodies. The, the second trump, which will be the last trump, you can't have the last trump without the first trump. The second trumpet goes off, and that trump is a call for the living to be called up. Different frequency, different sound. Okay, just saying, the first trump and the last trump. Maybe that is what Apostle Paul is talking about. Okay, but it just so happens there's also last trumps in the feast days. But mm-hmm. according to Jason here, we might be looking at the fall of feast actually going into November. And I want to point something out that I think that might give some credence to that. Um, uh, Busy for the Lord, Dustin, did a video today, and he was talking about the U.N. Climate Change Conference 2022 that takes place starting uh, November 7th through the 18th. Okay. And what they're going to do on November 13th, you guys hear about this? They're going to the top of Mount Sinai to receive revelation from the Lord. All the religious world leaders... All the representatives are all going to go to the top of Mount Sinai, same place Moses went, same place Apostle Paul went. Okay, now they're going up there to receive a message from the Lord about what to do about climate change, what to do about bringing the world together. Do you think, you know, what it says in uh, First Thessalonians, (laughs) wasn't uh, it versus uh, was it? Uh, uh, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 verses 11 and 12 and for this cause God shall send them a strong delusion that they should believe the lie so here we go is that the time when God sends them the strong delusion when they go to the top of Mount Sinai and God will meet them there like he met Moses like he met Apostle Paul will he meet them there and say hey I'm going to give you a false narrative and you're going to go with it so you can believe the lie so i'm just saying have you guys heard about that that they're going and well, the fact they're going up there right in the middle of your feast days according to my calculations there jason they will be up there around uh in between the days of all and the feast of tabernacles okay yeah they'll be up there on the 13th 13th day that'll be 10 11 12 13 days into your forecast yeah okay Gosh. so they'll be right in between tabernacles and days of all when they do that 
I don't think that's a good place to go. I mean, think about it, Jason. Think about this. You go up there, you're going to talk about climate change to a place where God sent like an all-consuming fire and like, like, like toasted the top of that mountain. I don't think I. That's not the place that I would go. I mean, I'm sorry. I just don't. I don't see what the point of that is. How about how about this? How about they go up there saying that God is going to you know do whatever that you know they he, they think God will do? I, I mean, yeah. maybe the maybe that's where the Antichrist shows up and he acts like he's God. Yeah. If if we're gone, if, you know, I'm not saying we're gone, but if we're gone, the Antichrist is going to show up at that first seal with his flatteries. What a better way to kick it off with him showing up on Mount Sinai with, and you know that the time of the tribulations is going to be full of spiritual spiritual activities and physical like uh you know moses and elijah will be the two witnesses on the scene if that happens as well and so there this really could kick off a magical period of time to try to try to convince people to take the mark of the beast and to serve the the beast sure. mm-hmm. i mean I, you know it's, it's, it's just a you know whatever. no that'd be an interesting place to reveal yourself for sure and it and the fact you know i'm going through all the information about this thing and it's really starting to make sense to me what they're trying to do with this whole climate thing I mean, uh, all these articles I'm reading here about Pope Francis. Pope Francis calls on Christians to repent and modify their lifestyles to save the planet. Okay. What? He even, he even said that, uh, yeah. he even says enough is enough. Vatican calls for immediate end to fossil fuels. Oh, come on, man. From world leaders ahead <laughs> of the COP27. Come on, man. Immediate act. End everything. End it all. We're going to worship the earth now. They want to worship the earth instead of the, the creator of the earth. Wow. That, that does not sound good. That's right, Sid. And they have like these laws they have coming out. Uh, this is out of the National Catholic Reporter. It says, Vatican City, reaching out to people of other religions can be both challenging and enriching for individuals and is, check this out, and is the only hope for true peace in the world. <laughs> Said a variety of religious oh, leaders, yeah. including the Pope. There you go. The only hope. Who's our only hope, guys? Obi Wan Kenobi. Um, yeah, Obi Wan. <laughs> you had the same same thing. You know what I felt the same way. It's like, help me. You're my only hope. Obi Obi Wan. Really, Kenobi. the only hope is to reach out to those who are unsaved and and to rely on them to help you. Yeah. I mean, come on. I thought come our on. only hope is in Christ Jesus alone. I mean, that's yeah. what I thought. And certainly not. Come on, man. I just don't get it. I don't get the, uh, I don't get the constant um, wokeness and the constant craziness that comes from this, this Catholic church who's looking for a savior from the sky who's not Christ, looking through a telescope for a savior – I'm sorry, but Jesus is not is not going to be viewed with a telescope. He he's going to he's going to appear in the clouds. I mean, for those who are watching for him, we are going to see him. Um, when Jesus comes back and returns, you're certainly not going to need a telescope. They are going to see him and they're going to mourn. I mean, listen, I I just I I think that they're so wrong on so many things, Bob. And we're not even talking about like Mary idol worship. Uh, you know, their past history with persecuting and killing Christians drunk with the blood of the saints and and all those other things. But, I mean, we're talking about, like, just the modern-day church of the Catholic Church is so far gone. 
that um, th they are ripe for any deception to come their way. So when the great delusion is sent, they're going to fall for it hook, line, and sinker. Now, you know what uh, Moses received up there? The Ten Commandments. So basically, they're talking about receiving Ten Commandments of climate change, establishing it when they go up there. They're expecting some miraculous thing to happen. And on the Newsweek, check this out. I'll give you an idea what they're trying to ultimately achieve here. It says, for, for our sin of emissions, okay, uh, uh, Pope Francis says it's a sin to wreck the environment. It's a sin, okay? It says, for our sin for emissions, 10 plus one climate commandments opinion. And it says, a global weekly, check this out, a global weekly non-carbon day of rest <laughs> could reduce emissions of the world by a seventh and can be observed by different faith and communities on different oh, days. God. So basically, they're trying to establish a Sabbath rest of no carbons, no emissions. This is a new religion, emissions. isn't it? You see how they're mimicking all yeah. right, our faith and applying it to their faith? Oh, they, want their, they want their Sabbath day of no emissions. You see, in order to do that, can you imagine the controls that they need to clamp down so there will be not one single cow fart going off on the globe for one day. Do you, <laughs> do you so, so I think I think they'll just they're going to do that. They're going to make us all feel bad. They're going to send send your indulge indulge money. Send your money right. into us. Forgive you for your sins. You know that's what the Pope is right. going to say. And, yeah. You know he's just blasphemous, and and that whole thing going to the mountains is just blasphemy. It's yeah. just smacks the Lord in the face like you know, but the Lord's just laughing at him you know you know our Lord's just laughing at him oh, so yeah. you're saying that the carbon tax is the modern day indulgences I mean it sounds yeah. like that yeah. they've made this new religion up and they're they're basing it you know and basically twisting God's word into this this climate cult and religion where they're mocking it basically by saying this you know no fart day and then also send, you know, pay your carbon tax as your tithe. I mean, what, what is this? I mean, this is, this is coming, this is coming from uh, supposedly, uh, you know, from the vicar of Christ and the, um, you know, and the, the, uh, what the Pope, first Pope was Peter. And I mean, it, you know, if Peter s saw this happening, he, he would, he would be out there like right in their face telling them that they've gone astray and yet they think that they're doing the Lord's work. I, I just, I, I don't, I, they, you have to be really deceived in order to actually believe that. Do you think they actually believe that at this point? I mean, Kevin, Kevin, I know you're being facetious, but I mean, I think the Roman Catholic church is the mystery. Babylon is, is the whore of revelation. I, I, I think that, um, you know, I, th I think they're just insane. I, I think, and, and, and the hellish father is what I call the Pope, by the way. That's, that's my nickname for him. You know, he, I believe it's the church of Satan, uh, you know, and, and the bad thing is the people that are in it are deceived. It, the Bible talks about many being deceived. Right. Uh, and it talks about many deceiving people. And there's many verses on that, on that. And there's one of Matthew. Uh, but basically we're seeing the apostate church. And it's the Protestant church is just as bad. I'm not here just to pick on the Catholics completely, but there's a lot of innocent people in those Catholic churches that need to be saved. And I actually believe there's people in those churches that are saved. Sure. Um, but overall, that's that's an evil system. It's you know, well, it's true. I mean, you have people on this panel that came out of the Catholic Church. 
and, and even a guy who had the, the statue of Mary in his living room. I mean, God can work uh, miracles in the in people's lives and bring people out of certain things. I mean, Bob Hagen was, uh, you know, into all kinds of stuff, too. He was brought out of that, which is awesome. And now he's just a warrior for Christ. So, I mean, God can reach every, you know, anybody anywhere. And I think at, the, at this point, um, maybe maybe God is, you know, sending them these the, and getting leading up to this strong delusion where so, certain people are actually recognizing that these people have gone insane. And, you know, people that are inside these these institutions um are saying, I'm leaving this because these people have gone crazy. Mm-hmm. Makes me wonder what's going to happen on that day with a rapture taking place and all of a sudden when the Satan gets kicked down from heaven, they're going, they're going to land right on top of that mountain. You know, you can imagine getting up like, oh, wiping himself off. Oh, hey, hey, I'm your guy, you know. <laughs> but, you know well, about, the thing, but the thing about it, though, that the mount look at the legislation they're doing they're trying to get rid of all cars and they're moving as quickly as they can biden signed that stimulus package multi-billions and billions and billions of dollars to help to help uh complete this thing over the next several years okay and the legislation they're doing all right just imagine like i said zero emissions for one whole day globally can you imagine the control of what it's going to take to get the everything to that point Okay, I mean, what's happening right now makes perfect sense while they're doing why they're doing it. They're, this is a cult religion, a green religion, a global religion. You know, it's, it's completely coming together perfectly right now. You know, and if they're really making is. this declaration on November 13th, 11, 13, okay, two really, two numbers, two, two, two very rebellious numbers, 11 and 13. Yeah, chaos. So the fact it takes place on that day. You know, the fact that's happening, what what are they going to do? Get this thing started and wait like another seven years before they start clamping down on everybody? Or is it that, one, Jason's right, and those fall feasts are where where he says they are? That's that I'm I'm leaning towards that right now. Or two, we are in we are in Daniel's 70th week. And basically what's happening right now, if those fall feasts were correct that we went through. If they are correct, basically we're in Daniel's 70th week. And now basically we're in this scenario where we're here now. You don't see nothing happening yet, but what's happening is the house is filling up with gas, a lot of gas. And it just it, it just takes enough gas in the house before it ignites, all right? And it just hasn't ignited yet, all right? And what a way to think about it. Thief in the night. Can you imagine you're sitting there waiting for a thief to show up and come to find out the thief is already in your closet. You already made it in there already. I mean, what a way to get these guys. I mean, that's perfect. You know. <laughs> so I I think that uh I think there there's something there's something about to happen here. Absolutely. Yeah. And the fact that we haven't mentioned a whole lot about the, the nuclear narratives taking place right now. All right, and what they've been what what what's happened between Russia and Ukraine, now North Korea shooting missiles over Japan and all kinds of stuff right like right was taking place right now. And I don't think we can put all this stuff back in. We can't put it all back in the bag for another seven more years. You know? No, it seems like it's happening now. Brother Hagen, I know you have to leave, so we thank you for coming on. Uh, Yeah, it's good to be with you guys. And Jason, good to meet you. And uh, 
we'll see you again, I hope. And I'll, I'll be checking out your, your uh, site, you know, and. God bless you, brother. Yeah. It's a pleasure meeting you. Yeah. Good meeting you guys. Good seeing you guys. Good meeting you. And I'll, uh, I'll talk to you later on. God bless. Take care. Right. Bye. God bless. You know, we talked about this before, Bob. And one thing is for sure is that during the tribulation, there's a lot of climate change that's going on. <laughs> um, I mean, it talks about the sun, you know, scorching basically seven times hotter. That that that's global warming right there. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, you gotta you gotta think that all this stuff about about these people attempting to think that they have some control over this, and then trying to exert that thought and control onto the mass population that God doesn't look too kindly upon that because he's basically like saying, Hey, were you, you know, were you around when I created uh, the Pleiades? Were you around when I created Orion? But you think now that you can go ahead and change the, uh, you know, the, the, the sun and the temperature of the earth and so forth, you crazy humans. I mean this, but then you can't, you can't, um, say that 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 God is is mistaken by actually doing what He's going to do during the tribulation, and basically give them their worst fears. I mean, they're they're, they're the ones who are who are saying we're you know we need to do something. So so take a day of, of of rest of carbon and this and that. I mean, totally twisting everything. And God is going to to basically scorch this earth during the tribulation, where you have a third of the the grass burned up and so forth. I mean. These people are going to basically get their worst fears. I mean, God does that a lot, actually. When people start saying, hey, I want this or I want that, and it's no good for them, God has been known to give it to them. That's a great point, Kevin. You know, they're going to try to conserve this planet and try to keep it green and beautiful. And God's like, oh, you want to worship this planet, huh? No problem. Hey, (laughs) Angel goes and takes that vial, fills it yeah. up, whips it, whips it at the earth. All of a sudden, a third of the earth gets scorched. You got all the blood in the water. You it's got poison in the water. I mean, yeah. no wonder they're going to be blaspheming God, right? They're going to be yeah. cursing him. Yeah. yeah. Somebody in the chat also brought up the fact that the, the, this might even be something that deals with the one world religion. And I said, you know, that I was thinking that that might be part of it i think that uh it's going to come together of course with the world religions together but obviously what are they worshiping not just their uh, gods and and being um you know welcoming everyone's god to come in you know you have all these multiple truths right okay the coexist movement but what are they, they're ultimately worshiping earth right mother earth um and that's what i always i was thought Babylon really was is because it talks about when you read in scripture, it talks about all of the earth splitting in three and uh, you know, the great city. And we were told who the great city is, uh, especially in revelation 17. But when you think about it, you know, I mean, everyone on earth is basically worshiping everything on earth and, and being part of this uh, great Babylon, this great city, uh, the, the whole world. It really is. You think about all the nations gathered with this, you know, with this prostitute, all the nations, not just not just a couple or or one or two, but all the nations are participating in in this. And um, like the the Bible states that the whole world is under the control of the evil one. Mm. Right. So, yeah, they're going to be worshiping the Mother Earth. 
It didn't go well last time they all came together and tried to build something, did it? Um, and I don't think it's going to go well for them this time either. I mean, the the, the fact is, the, and why would the Bible say that that there's a problem with people worshiping the creation rather than the creator uh, if, it, if it actually didn't happen? So uh, we're starting to see that. We, it's, it's always been around, of course, but I think at this point, though, we're seeing it manifested more than ever before. I mean, certainly uh, the way that the world can come together now with technology and the way that ideas can be shared and the way that there can be a global movement towards something, this is really the first time in history where that actually can happen at a very quick pace. We saw that happen over the last couple of years, how quick Everybody just gloms onto something, and then everybody's terms and conditions change the next day. I mean, this is a time where knowledge is going all over, and people are going to and fro, and knowledge is increasing, and people are going to be able to come together in a movement like this, unlike any other time since probably Babel. When you're, I mean, you're referring to that a lot, Greg, because that's when they, they came together before and, and built something. Now you've got the whole world coming together and saying, we're Babylon. all going to get on this climate change whole, bandwagon together. The whole world has become a Babylon, has become a Babylon, has become a whore, has become something that God did not want, which is why he wants a new earth, new heaven too. But uh, new earth has to happen because, I mean, it's just, it's corrupt at this point. And the globalists have, have taken it over uh and they're in the process of doing it. They already are, right? They've already pretty much. Well, taken yeah. Over. And all these um, industrialized nations are trying to bring in transhumanism. They're all on board with that. None of them are saying, hold on a second here. We're not going to do this. No, it's a race. They're racing toward this. I mean, yeah. you have people talk about, hey, within my lifetime, I can get, I, I can become immortal and, and I can live forever. And that's what they're, their goal is really, I mean, when you think about it, and that's really kind of what the ultimate lie from the beginning was, is that, no, don't worry. You're not going to die. You'll be fine. And it's like that. So when someone promises you eternal life through medicine or transhumanism or whatever, that seems like the world is more than willing to accept that. But when you get promised eternal life through belief in the Lord Jesus Christ, that's rejected. I mean, to to a believer, it blows my mind because I would never go for the first one. I I would always go for the second one. The first one, it leads to death. You know that it does. It leads to destruction and death. Why would you want to be in a a sinful body forever and ever, Bob? I mean, let's say, okay, you do get immortality through transhumanism. Does that take away your sin? Does that take away your sinful nature? Does that take away your corruption inside in terms of your soul? No, of course not. So why would you want to live in that forever? I just don't. And not only that, but why even on this earth that's corrupt, that's become corrupt? Because God wants to make a new earth. He burns it up with fire. He burns her up with fire, this mother earth. That's a great point. And you know what? It's really starting to make sense now, isn't it? The fact that these people want to worship this planet. And what does God do with things here on the earth when people want to worship him? He destroys them. Okay, why don't you ask that, st- that statue of Dagon, the guy's head and arms cut off. Yeah. Okay, so he destroys things that people want to worship. Okay, right. and the fact that these people that globally are worshiping the earth, 
he went that it makes sense now that was a lord why would you want to destroy and just fricassee the entire western nations why would you want to do a burn up a third of the earth for why would you want to do that you know and then it's starting to make sense because if he destroys it it's it's going to throw everybody off it's like hey hold on a second here we did everything you guys told us to do and now the entire place is getting burned down what's going on here okay it, was this whole mother earth god whoever god person true obviously not because we've been doing everything right and the place is still burning down what's yeah. going on here it's oh, ineffective your prayers are ineffective. Yeah. yeah that's funny that's funny i mean but really they're they're clock shorter than that let's be honest right because we get through the tribulation the seven-year tribulation the battle of armageddon happens and he just he's going to kill the 200 million man army and essentially set up his kingdom there's not going to be all those people are going to be cast down to hell either through the either through the goat and sheep judgment or they're going to be just killed during the tribulation. So yeah. you know, now the group at the end of the the thousand year reign of Christ, right? That when Satan comes back out, loose, goes to the four corners, gathers another army, and then comes against Israel at the end. At, at the end, and I have I have Ezekiel 30, 37, 38 like thing on that. If you on you know, my channel, if anyone wants to check it out, those are two different wars: the Gog Magog, not one like most people think. That's but but not getting into that, but but the whole long story short is that they don't even have that much time. They don't even have until the great white throne judgment to to be immortal if they could even achieve it. And God's going to throw them in hell. So and the, the ironic thing is what they want to achieve, they could have free of charge right now before the rapture by accepting the blood of Jesus Christ. They could live eternally forever as as immortality serving the the creator instead of the created Satan who's going to lie to you and then betray you later on, which he always does. It's a better deal. It's a better deal. I mean, there's an incorruption throughout body, mind, and soul. I mean, isn't that, I mean, that's, that's a thousand times, a million times better than what they're offering. I mean, I I, I would never want to live in this body forever in the state that I'm in forever. That is not, that's not what I aspire to. That's not, has nothing to do with what I want. And, and uh, you know, I, I, I do believe when, when Paul says to die is to gain, it's true because the, the, a better, a better existence is on the other side. Does that mean and go kill yourself? No, of course not. Because what you're here to do is you're here to be a good servant of the Lord. And, and, and that is not offing yourself. It's actually being a, a living testimony and witness to the blood of Christ and your belief in that. So, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta live your life that way. And what you can't do is you can't follow these people uh, around the world and into their abyss. You have to come out of the world. You gotta get out of that system and then you got to look out on Jesus. And I think that's what we've really done because the people on this channel as well who watch this, we all are like-minded in that way and saying, look, we are not of this world. We have, we want nothing to do with this world right now. This is not our home. This is not our final destination. Yes, we are going to occupy this place until he comes and takes us or we die. We are absolutely going to stay here and do that. But I can tell you this, though. We're not going to fight for this this world to be a kingdom now type of thing where we're going to bring uh, the church here onto the earth without no, Christ. That's a deception. I mean, that makes no that's, sense whatsoever. A deception. Yeah. It's a total that's, deception. That's NAR. Yeah. Um, kingdom. I can't now stand speak. that. That's like one of the worst things. 
about some some of the people who claim to be uh, Christ followers and believers to, to to say that we don't need Christ to be here ruling and reigning. We're going to do it without him. It's like talk about replacement theology. I mean, these well, people replace themselves in, in the place of Christ himself. That's what they're trying to do here with this whole green religion. They're trying to do their, their hope. The uh, Pope Francis just said it. Our hope is in everybody coming together and just coming together. We are our own hope, not Jesus. Okay, so they're, they're once again believing mm-hmm. in themselves. And uh, you know, one point I want to make to everybody too about the about the uh, rapture resurrection event. And I was thinking about this all day today before this, coming on here on the show. And all year long, we watch for is an imminent event. I believe it's an imminent event, but I go into high gear when we get into the feast days. So I'm on, I'm 50, 50 feast days (laughs) and imminent events because I, I can make an argument for all the feast days. Like I told you before, Kevin, but there's also great arguments for an imminent event. And the imminent imminent event argument I want to make is apostle Paul. When he was on his road to Damascus, Jesus came down, met him. Okay. And knocked him off his horse. Apostle uh, Saul became Paul. All right. That began, he got saved, began the age of grace. Apostle Paul said, I am chief of this body of Christ. He's the first one to get saved in the body of Christ. Okay? Mm-hmm. That happened outside of a feast day. And it he happened did. in the middle of a Shemitah cycle. Okay? So, and I know that because Apostle Paul was training to be a, high, trained to be a Pharisee in training. Okay? So if it was a feast day, he should have been in Jerusalem, but he wasn't. He was on the road to Damascus. So it was outside of the feast days. So if it was started outside of the feast day, there's a possibility it, it can also end outside of a feast day. Sure. For that, lo- only on that logic alone. Okay. I could say, you know, I, and like I said, the feast days are great times. It's like super watch time. Yeah. Okay. But once we get outside the feast days here, then we're looking for, you know, and I'm people, I know people love to, Hey, give us a time window. I was like, I can't tell you. <laughs> I don't know. We don't know. Okay, but it certainly looks like it's on the horizon here, according to uh, at least according to Jason, his research. Uh, we have a potential another set of feast days. And before I forget, Jason, mm-hmm. uh, I put that up there. Somebody wanted to see your Stellarium. Oh yeah, okay. I want to share that. Yeah, I can share that. I don't. I don't know how to do it, but I can. How do I? How do I do it? You just. I can give it to you guys, and you can show it or whatever. Or you mean throw it back up again? Like oh, your, your slide deck, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, presented it. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you want to figure that out? Well, the, stuff, the slides that you passed the, that you passed by, they're they're like, ooh, I want to see those things. Oh, I got you. Yeah. That's you cool. did all that work, so you might as well get uh, you might as well get somebody to look at it. <laughs> well, yeah. So I don't know if you guys can see yet. No, no, we can't. Uh, no, try to push it through. Greg has to do it, I think. Yeah, yeah I, don't I, got even, it. I don't even see it on my end yet. There we go. Hold All right, on. there we go. There we go. Okay, so, so Bob, what you're saying, Bob, you're, you're, hold on a second. What you're saying, Bob, is that you're an equal opportunist for in season and out of season. <laughs> yes. Okay, I like it. Completely. Well, that's what the Bible says to do. So you're right on. You're right on point. <laughs> there we go. All right, so this was the uh, full moon in, that we just experienced, and I, and I'm so I'm saying this is uh, the sixth month, and um, the the sun would be in the Virgin, and across from it would be the moon in Pisces, uh, uh, which would 
Which would be right here. So again, they're on the other side of the opposites of doing the full moons. And, and that's how you can determine the month. Um, and it's like four, 14 days later from now, Greg, I think is what you were referring to, which is the solar eclipse. And it's a partial and it's not going to be visible here. It's, it's, it's visible very, very in very remote areas or not very, you know, many areas. And that's uh that's the soul. I think that's what you were t- thinking about. Right. I think uh, yeah. I'm thinking of November. That was November 26th. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then this is Stellarium of, of, you know, when the, when the Jews cel- should have celebrated their Feast of Trumpets, they didn't, they did it a couple of days early, but yeah. with the new, with the new moon, you know, both of them in the sixth month, which I think is the Virgin, not in the seventh month is Libra, which is the scale. So that's why I think we still have a month to go. Ah, so you so you you're you think that the that the Virgin of Virgo is yep. the sixth month, and yes. so when the sun is there and the moon's under her feet, that's the beginning of the sixth month. Well, yeah. So what'll happen in the in the in when I think the when the Feast of Trumpets is, and uh, with the, the sliver of the new moon in the seventh month, which we'll get to in a minute in, in the slides, would be the moon in at the top of of the scales of Libra. And, and the sun would still be at the feet near Venus. It, you'll see the planet Venus there as well with the Virgin. With, with oh, Virgin. so the sun's still in Virgo, but yeah, but, but at her, it's the at moon her feet. is way lower. Yeah, yeah, with at her feet. So this is I this guess. is this is eleven eight. Um, this is again that shows you the seventh month, right? So you have the sun in the scales, and across from it, you can't really see. It. It's very small. Would be Aries right here, and so that indicates to me that it's the seventh month based on the sky. And then I do show I do show that it's a the blood moon on the eighth. Um, so if anybody wants to check, if we're here, uh, we can you can check that out. Yeah, early in the morning. Yeah, early in the morning, and um, then I, you know I sort of show those you know it's Passover Tabernacles, Passover's Tabernacles with the with the tetrads, and then there's even some in the future, but. Um, and then I do mention the last day of the sixth month on the 1025 and that partial eclipse that will, I do show it here. That's right. 1025, Greg, it's, um, it's actually this month where we're going to have a solar eclipse, but we're not going to be here in the West though. We, we don't, we're not going to see it at all. No, we're right. not going to see this one. Right. No. Yeah. From Jerusalem, you'll see it. That's where yeah. this is. We're yeah, that's where, from. that's what counts, right? Not the yeah. worst. Yeah, that's yeah, we don't count. Who cares much, about right? the worst? Yeah, we don't we don't really count. <laughs> well, I mean, if we are here on November the eighth, uh early in the morning, that it, I mean, there will be quite a bit of the United States that will be able to experience a tonal lunar eclipse. And we just had one earlier this year as well. Uh in North America, the same I saw that one too. So I mean, the fact that we're having two this year, it's quite a big deal. Yeah, totally. And so we we can see here, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And totally. This is when the moon passes after the eclipse, it's heading towards the 26th, which Mm -hmm. is, in my opinion, would be the, would be the true feast of trumpets. And then you can see on the 26th, when you have the sliver of the new moon, you see it at, at the, at the scales of Libra. And then there's Venus right beside the sun and it's at the feet of Virgo. And this, this 26th, 27th, depending on when they cite it, right. You know, that, that whole thing. Is that is that the day that it can be first sighted on the twenty yes. sixth? Okay. Yes, that's the first day that I think the Feast of Trumpets can happen. If I'm correct about this, no, you know, no that makes sense. It's twenty nine days after the twenty seventh when when it was sighted, and it was yep. at like five percent on that day. So I could see 
Definitely, like it's probably in the three percent range, so it's it's going to be easily visible. Well, it says, right, it says right here one one point three percent on the twenty sixth. Illuminate this. The moon is illuminated one point three percent. I think is that it, but that's at seven in the morning. Yeah, so if you go later on, it, it's probably three percent. Yeah, you know, yeah, and that's the key. Is like in Jerusalem at around six forty five at night. Yep, it'll be um, it'll be three to five percent. I'm sure. Oh, then it will definitely be able to be visible unless there's clouds. That's the other thing about the Feast of Trumpets that's interesting, too, though, because since it will be 29 days since the 27th, since the mm-hmm. last first day, it'll be the 20, 29th day. If it's not visible, it could go another day, basically, um, even if it's if it could have been visible and there was, hey, it's all cloudy and rainy. You can't see it. Well, right. then the next day uh, the, it becomes the, you know, the 30th day. And at that night, it's automatically the first day of the month. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Wow. So that's kind of how how interesting. And that's why people, when they talk about the Feast of Trumpets, they say it's the day that no one knows the day or the hour because Amen. you don't know if you're going to be able to sight the moon or not. Yeah, yeah totally. Amen. And there's so many other um, idioms <laughs> idioms that you could go with that festival for the. It's always the Feast of Trumpets has always been my favorite rapture. If I, you know, if I, if you put a gun to my head and said, when do you think it is? I would, yeah. I wouldn't know the year. I wouldn't be able to give you the year. Right. Right. But I, and I wouldn't be able to give the day or hour because we don't know when it starts. <laughs> so it follows it follows all those great things. But there's also that, you know, the hundredth tr- trumpet blast and that it's a loud, loud blast. It's awakening a blast. You know, there's right. all these marriage. There's a lot of marriage references in the yeah. Feast of Trumpets. You know, it's it's it, but there's other times of the year that make sense as well. Sure. Um, I mean, look at watch Bob's videos. He's like, he'll, he'll give you a hundred reasons why the, the, right. the, the day of atonement is a good day. Or, you know, you watch some other watchers video and they'll tell you a hundred good reasons why the feast of tabernacles, the beginning of it is. And you'll see another one that says the eighth great day is the, is the, is the one, right? So yeah. it looks like a lot of these unfulfilled fall feasts all look like good candidates. <laughs> yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. But, wow. but, you know, I don't know if this is true. I just think that that's what my re- the research I've found. There's, there's other people that have research similar to this, by the way, that d- does a very good job. I, I actually borrowed a couple of shots from from Garcia, who's, who's really good as well, if you check him out. But I, the agricultural research I did really on my own. Um, yeah. to sort of, and, I, and I thought to me that was actually maybe even more important to see, you know, when they're getting that sh- the Omar, because that has to start. Uh, you can't do the unleavened bread without it being ripe. It's just not a thing. You would you would get sick. They would all they all would have been sick if they harvested it early. And who's going ever going to harvest a field early? Nobody does that. And, and, and the other thing too is like you're not going to know when the seventh month is if you don't know when the first month started. No. Mm-hmm. So it, you know it starts off everything. And the the other thing about it too is that. You know, if if um, if Robert was still here, he would tell us 20, 2022 reasons why the rapture's in 2022. Remember he said that? Mm-hmm. And then uh, they had that book, 88 Reasons Why the Rapture's in 1988. So there's always reasons to, to see that the Lord is coming soon. And, Bob, I think you said this like at the very beginning of this broadcast, which is they were looking for the coming of the Lord in the apostolic time. So. Yeah. There's always reasons why to look toward the Lord. I mean, even in the years where Israel wasn't a nation again, where, right. where the, where, where the di- di- diaspora didn't come back together, there were there were people who were looking for the Lord and thinking that the rapture was going to happen that year. So uh, that's the beautiful thing about this, though, is that 
the Lord is is at the door. He's he he is there. He's calling for you to come to him, and you can just feel how close he is to taking his people home and culminating this age. Unlike those times, though, Kevin, they weren't on the verge of World War III and total total annihilation of the planet. You know, right. it's funny. They're sitting there trying to, they, you know, they're going back and forth. We want to use nukes, and we want to use nukes. And, of course, this is the Ten Kings arguing, okay, the eventually Ten Kings. Right. Then you got these, uh, you know, these tree huggers over here <laughs> trying to bring the world together and save the planet. Okay, <laughs> so you got two different things going. It's probably why the Bible says that the the the, the beast the, the the beast turns against the harlot. Yeah. All right. The ten kings turn against the harlot and, <laughs> right. and just you know tear her down. All right, because they're they're already at opposite ends. So eventually they're going to argue with each other. Hey, you shouldn't be doing it. Don't drop that nuke over there. We're losing all the green trees. All the yeah. entire, entire Western nations already got burned down. Now we're trying to save things over here. And they're like, you know what? Forget you and your stupid green religion. Okay? We are done with taking care of you and letting you ride this gravy train. Wow. Get off. I can okay. see it now. When, when the Lord when the Lord burns a third of the trees, right, or the grass in, in tribulation, all the tree huggers, don't burn it. Don't burn it. Don't burn it. <laughs> yeah, I could just see them running, like trying to save it, and they just burn up. You know, like, you know, the Lord's going to toast them. You know, yeah. Yeah. hunger strikes, yeah. self-immolations. I mean, yeah, no, it's going to probably get ugly at that point. Well, they're going to the they, They're definitely going to yeah. um, blaspheme against God for sure. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely have. Yeah, they definitely have the uh, the earth. Uh, they're trying to promote everything at this point, right? So these these global elitists, they promote this stuff now, but then it's like, I don't. We don't care about it anymore. It. It. What is it? What is? What purpose is this going to serve? Especially right. when the beast rises, right. it's going to be like, okay, well, now we worship, we worship the beast. Right. They're going to worship the beast, and they're going to go right along with the beast. Um, so there's going to be no point in them worshiping anything else because, you know, he's everyone's going to end up worshiping. He's going to come as as God, exactly, or proclaim to be the God. Be I think you God. hit. I think you hit a good good uh, note there, Bob, with that because the beast is is certainly not going to have any more use of the harlot at a certain point. The harlot's going to ride the beast and thinking that she's the queen of the earth and that nothing can touch her. But when the harlot goes and devours her. I'm telling you, that's going to be a rude awakening for anybody using that harlot system. Well, you know why the beast devours a harlot, right? Because not only are they at odds with each other, but once uh, the harlot system is going to be used to condemn everybody that, you know, farts in public and, and, hey, there's no carbon emissions today, you farted. So you get your head cut off as one of the Ten Noahide Laws or Ten Commandments. Okay. So basically, the beast system wants everybody to die. And they'll use the harlot's law system to basically educate and bring a, bring the world together in agreement about killing people that go against the system and break the laws or, or sin against any of these Ten Commandments. So the beast likes it because beasts see, oh, look, all these people dying. This is great. But once they get to the point, they say, okay, we're, we're at our number. We don't need you no more. We don't need people dying no more. We want to conserve what we got here. So you got to go. <laughs> you and your whole You and your whole harlot deal. Get out of here. We don't need you no more. And I think that's one of the reasons why they do it. Yeah, wow. so Satan wants to destroy your soul, right? God wants to preserve it forever with him. He's the creator. Mm-hmm. He created it. And Satan has this effect. I, Satan doesn't have a soul. He's a cherubim. He's the anointed cherubim. And he doesn't mm-hmm. have a soul, nor do the angels. We're unique. 
we were created in God's image, so we're unique. And I don't understand. Everyone buys a life insurance policy. Everyone wants to have health insurance, but you, you won't you won't protect the real you, which is your soul. I mean, the closest you've ever been to seeing Bob is looking into Bob's eyes. That's the window to his soul, right? You've never seen Bob. You've just seen this outer physical shell that's not really Bob. Mm. Bob has a soul in there, and his soul's going to heaven. He's secured by the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. But you know, Satan Satan has a fascination with our souls and wants to send us wants to send those that are lost as as human beings to hell forever. Mm. And it's it's a shame people fall for it. You know, with all the rhetoric going on and it, deception. So, well, that's what we're told. To what we're warned about the most at the, for the end times, do not be deceived that there's going to be many people coming and claiming to be Christ, that there's going to be many people who are going to be worshiping the creation rather than the creator. There's going to be many people turning upon each other, turning upon their brothers. There's going to be nation against nation and then ethnic people against ethnic people. There's going to be deceit. There's going to be lying signs and wonders. There's going to be just massive deception that's going on. And I'm telling you, we are living through massive deception right now, okay? And we're not even in the tribulation yet. And we're seeing gigantic, huge deception right before our very eyes. And we see it every day, Bob, Greg, and Jason. We all see it every day right in front of us. It comes at us from every angle. And we recognize it because we have the Holy Spirit. If you don't have the Holy Spirit, you're not going to be able to recognize that deception because this deception is evil and it's a spiritual battle. Like, like Bob said earlier, yeah, this is deep. not flesh and blood. Okay. This is a holy war. It's an unholy on one side and it's holy on the other. And we are battling against spiritual forces in the, in the, like in high dark places and they are controlling the narrative out of the world and we are combating it with the narrative of Christ Jesus. So this is a this is a spiritual battle that goes on every day. And if you're not wearing the full armor of God, that stuff is going to seep in and start to nick you and cut you. And you've got to be ready for it. And you've got to be, be willing to give a word mm-hmm. of your hope to those who want to shut you down. That, that This is a high time to be on high spiritual watch every day and to be in the word and making sure that you know what you believe and why you believe it. Right. We are in a very peculiar time right now because we, we went through, I got everything I showed everybody over the last 12 to 15 months, the whole entire Shemitah cycle with all those celestial signs, revelation 12 sign, the Bethlehem stars. Okay. These uh, blood moon tetrads and everything. Okay. I think that we are in a time right now where, you know, yeah, it didn't explode on the first day of trumpets, unless that was not the first day of trumpets, and the first day of trumpets is still ahead of us. So there is a lot of things in movement right now, and uh, especially what's going on with the, the wars and rumors of wars. Okay, like I said, we're talking about almost complete annihilation. Mm-hmm. Okay, complete annihilation. We had uh, Putin hiding in his bunker. I don't know if he's there anymore. Well, Ukraine calling for nuclear weapons. I mean, come on. What are you going to do if you're Russia? If you're enemy, hey, give us some nukes. Is that who, you want nukes? <laughs> oh, we're going to have that, you know. And then they, they, they blew up the bridge to Crimea. Okay, those are all acts of war. Those are acts of war. When Biden says, talk, starts talking about Armageddon, we're addressing the, 
Putin and all that stuff like that. Those are acts of war. We are on the verge of war. So we are here. If um, if we're not at the triple H, if we're not in Daniel's 70th week, or we are certainly going into, we have to be. Because everything that they're talking about doing, wanting to do, lines up perfectly with the red horse of war, the second seal. Perfectly. I mean, perfectly. We can't put this back in the bag for another seven more years. I mean, I certainly cannot see. I know God is long-suffering, but, you know, you know, sucking in a bunch of uh, nuclear waste for 10 or 12 or 30 million people, I don't, I don't, I don't know if that's considered long-suffering. That's a lot of people dying. And let's not forget, of all those people who are going to be dying in, in Europe because all the energy got cut off from them. They're going to be freezing to death. Mass die-offs beginning to happen everywhere. We're starting to see this now. Okay? So... I don't know what to say. It's a very, we are not out of the woods. We are totally not out of the woods. And like I said, the, the thief in the night that's coming is already here hiding in the house. Now, I'm saying that now because he's here somewhere. We're, we're in it. This thing is, we're in it. It just has not ignited yet. We're in this house filled with gas. It's here. It just hasn't ignited yet. It feels yeah. like the peace of this world is getting sucked out and that I don't think it would surprise any of us when peace, when, when it happens to come to the time where peace is taken from the earth, which is basically what the, the second you know horseman is. I, I think we all pray that we're not here to see that, but even if we are, um, and let's just say we're all wrong about that and we are going to experience the seals, you know, none of us, n- none of our faiths are going to be shaken from that, that we're, we're all of a sudden not going to say, well, wait a minute, since I believe this, I guess Christ is a lie. I mean, no, I, you, you can't, you couldn't do that. But what, but what is true, Bob, is that the war that we're in right now is spiritual and that the world is, is now trying to actually get closer to this kinetic physical war that's trying to be manifested. But to me, whether or not this world goes through physical war while I'm here or not, the actual more important war that I'm fighting is the spiritual war and that the, that the spiritual forces are trying to take control over people. And like Jason said, their soul and try to take their soul and their hope away from them. And I, I'm telling you, we're standing in the gap right now and we, we just need to be the salt and the light of this world so that when people see you, they can, they would ask you what, why do you have so much hope in this bleak world? Amen. Amen, Kevin. That's well said, brother. Amen. Can I throw some questions up here while we got a little time left? Yeah, go ahead. I got a couple questions here from uh, Chester. I'll start off with him. He asked me if uh, can the October twenty fifth solar eclipse at Israel be a rapture event? Most certainly. Most certainly, it could definitely be a rapture event. I'm really at that point now. I'm just I'm looking up all the time, <laughs> you know. But I will be on high watch once again, according to uh, Jason's research, though. Okay. It would make sense to me, and it really would make sense to me, that that would be the alignment for the Feast of Trumpets and the Fall Feast. That late into the year. I don't think I've ever seen it go into November. But maybe for this one time, it's in November. And Jason just proved to us why it is starting at the end of this month going into November. 
So the fact that that happened this year, when was the last time we saw it in November, guys? That's been a – I don't ever remember ever going into November. Maybe so, that 1980 – what was it, 1983, Jason, where you pointed yeah. out where it actually should have gone to November? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so it, what I was – and I reached out to a couple people that have YouTube channels that are in Israel trying to find out because I think there you could do some more research on when, when the last fall harvest is. Sure. And that, could, that because you have the rainy season that comes in, I think November 8th is it usually gets really bad. They usually try to get out of there. I'm curious is, is if they do they go all the way through October? Because I think that's another like drop the mic opportunity to find that out because that would establish the harvest season. And I, and I do believe we're going to we're going to be harvested like like the agricultural system. I, I have this hunch that our rapture will, will be a part of that sort of matching up with the agriculture, whether it's on a feast day or not. Maybe not, but the point is, I, I do believe the rapture is imminent, and we should be excited every day. And and you know, I, and it's it's like you were talking earlier. I find two dangerous things with with situations what people get themselves into, and you alluded to a little bit, Kevin. One is giving up doing anything, like quit your job, get lazy, don't work for the Lord, don't go out and do anything because all you think we're done. You think the the finish line is right there. That's that's bad spot to be in, guys. The other really bad spot to be in as a Christian, a Bible-believing Christian, is to, to, to sit there and just say, you know, it has to be what, you know, this date or I'm just done with it. You know, mm-hmm. or, or you just can constantly move the needle and you, and, and you constantly get let down. You ride this crazy roller coaster. You got to remember God's in control. We're all to watch. But we, we, do, we need to realize it's his, it's his time to get his bride. We're coming to him, right? He's coming to get us from his from the, the mansions he built for us. And he's at the appointed time. We can't rush that, guys. We just need to we just need to stay in the middle. We need to be not to the extreme here or not to the extreme here. Sort of like you talk about politics left and right, real extreme, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Get get in the middle and stay with the Lord yeah. and uh, trust in him and, and don't want an yeah, don't want an unjust balance. Right. right. Yeah. 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 Let's, let's not forget too that uh, CNN came out with a uh, rapture anxiety. Uh, rapture anxiety. All right, rapture depression for Christians. The rapture don't happen. I mean, when when was the last time you saw a mainstream media that goes against us put out an article like that? Unless I haven't seen their it. higher ups knew something. You know, oh, they know. They know. They know. You know, they knew that we were going to reach this point and. Everybody's going to get depressed, so that hey, it's a good time to put this out. But it makes sense to me once again, though, that when the fine when this day finally comes, it makes sense to me that it will happen in a way that we did not see it coming. Mm-hmm. You know, not a lot of people are going to know about what you know, Jason. And I thank the Lord that you're here to explain that to anybody who's listening right now. You're blessed to hear this. If Jason's research is correct, okay, then we're looking at the fall feast still. You know still upcoming uh starting what you said starting on october 26 27th 26 27th feast of trumpets and then you would you know you'd start the, the count from there for the other one so i think it's like november 4th 5th um for atonement and then eight eight nine you know ten for you know tabernacles and and november 8th is that is that you know is the uh, blood moon so another interesting thing and then we have the eclipse the day before on the 25th ten twenty five. so Lot to be excited about when you when you think about how wonderful our our Savior is and and hey he, he died on that cross for us can you know can we be patient for him I we should we should 
You know, the thing to think about, too, is if, yeah. if they are going to top of Mount Sinai for a global televised event, and they want so much media up there, it's going to be crazy. They want, a global, they want to televise this thing globally to everybody can see it. It's amazing that they're going to go up there on the 13th, and if that is the day that God sends them the delusion, however that's going to be, then that would make sense why the rapture would take place right before then. We would have to be out of here for that delusion to come. That delusion is not for us. And if that delusion shows up, if we're still here, we can see it. So we can warn them about it. We can warn everybody about it. But God's like, no, 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 no. This is for them so they can be condemned. You're not going to warn them about anything. You guys are out of here. Okay, so something to think about right there. Okay, the fact that they waited all the way to the 13th. And there may them so something might come from this. Something might not. Okay. But I think it's very, very peculiar. The fact that we're seeing all this uh, gaslighting going on right now between all these nations. And now we have a total call for a global religion, you know, basically igniting right around November 13th. You know, very interesting. Extremely it's amazing. We, we mentioned November 8th a lot today um, and didn't even like link it one time to say, oh, by the way, that's election day. <laughs> it's election day. That's the other. Yeah. Yeah. It's on, it's on a it's on a it's on a lunar lunar eclipse day, a full lunar eclipse day in the, in the United States on election day. That's probably not a great. omen. <laughs> no. So warning to Israel. So basically you're talking about I think what's going to happen. There is not going to be an election or they're just going to. You know, you think, we, you think we could just vote and put people in? Yeah, vote. Has anybody forgot what happened a couple of years ago? You know, Trump won by a landslide, still lost. So, Greg? So, so Bert, to, Bert, to answer the yeah. question, is November 4th, 2022 yeah. a high watch day for the rapture? I mean, it's it's, it's a, atonement, right? So it certainly could happen in, in that period of time. It's definitely a high watch time, in my opinion. Yeah, I think, I think – I think Bob's at this point where it's, he says, do you think the rapture could happen on blah, 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 blah. And Bob's like, yes. <laughs> I mean, fill in the blank. And Bob's 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 there. He's like, hey, since there this is. is happening on this date, could that be the day of the rapture? And Bob's like, yeah. <laughs> what do you think, Kevin? What's do you think answer? we'll make it to the end of this year? I mean, it's probably 50-50 maybe at this point. I mean, it's up to God. But I I, I – I have no idea. I mean, I, how could we answer that question, Bob? I mean, we need we know? need to get a prophet in here. We need to get a prophet of the Lord. Oh, get boy. him in here. Let's oh, call. Hey, call all prophets. Give us some false information. <laughs> call in all prophets. Calling all prophets. Call prophets. prophets. You know, Steve Fletcher, are you around? I mean, I don't know. I don't think so. I wouldn't. I, I don't. I wouldn't trust anybody who says they knew the answer to that question. Let's put it that way. No. Okay, Jason. Jason's not falling for it. See, I see what these people are trying to do to you, Jason. They're trying to get you tripped up. Yeah, I'm not, Jason, I'm, I'm, not not, fall for it, I'm, I'm sound as can be, and you know, I'm just like you guys. I'm trying to, I'm trying to to learn and study the Bible and the Word of God. My my sword, and I'm digging for the rapture date because I love the Lord. And I want to go home. I, you know, we get a crown of righteousness for loving the appearance of Jesus Christ. If you look at was it Second Timothy four eight. So for those that get disappointed when a rapture date passes and you don't keep looking, you, do you want to lose your crown, a crown of righteousness, a reward at the judgment seat, at the bema seat of Christ? Come on, guys. Come on. Be, be excited. Let's let's go. Let's get excited. 
Come on, man. Let's go. Luke says here, right. will the Revelation 12 war in heaven be during the tribulation or before the rapture? Very interesting. You know, the Bible says that there's a war in heaven. Then the, then the dragon comes down here and is about to devour the child before the child is born. Then the child is born, it's called immediately to heaven. So according to the Bible, yeah, this war could take place. They're already warring up there. The fact mm-hmm. that we're warring down here is an indication that they're warring up there. Mm-hmm. So they're already warring. I think at this point, though, by Revelation 12, the war comes to an end up there. And yeah, it sounds they, like they lose. The- and they get it cast sounds down. like verses three and four are talking about a third of the angels being cast down. They get cast um, down. They're out. They're yeah, out. yeah, they're cast down and out. And then the, it talks about the, the harpazo in verse five. And then it talks about the dragon being really pissed off <laughs> and then going after the woman. And the woman saved for like, it kept safe for 12, 1260 days. And then, and then there's a war in heaven. And then Satan is actually cast down. So I got to believe that that, the culmination of that war, Bob, happens during the tribulation. Yeah, I, I can tell you what I think. I think that what's interesting about the one of the rapture verses is Michael. Michael comes out with the Lord with the, with the, you know when he comes out. Maybe he comes out because Satan's angry and knows that now it's the rapture, and mm-hmm. and that war begins right at that moment with mm-hmm. Michael and fighting the bad, you know, that, that war up in heaven. And I think it goes on for a long period of time. Yeah. And then in the middle of the tribulation, that's when woe to the inhabitants of the earth as they're cast down. That's, um, yeah. That sounds really reasonable to me. That's my thought. But again, I'm not, that's not thus saith the Lord. I mean, no, I, because I, look I here. Way too. Yeah. No, I get it. I mean, look here. Here's verse four, right? He says, uh, here's the third part of the, the stars of heaven, cast them down to the earth. Then you have the dragon standing before the woman. And then you have in verse five, the only time that the word harpazo is used, caught up to God and to his throne. Yeah. And then you get the woman fleeing into the wilderness, wilderness, which is a remnant, right? Protected there for 1,200 and three score days. There was a war in heaven. The angels fought. And then their place was not found anymore in heaven. And the great dragon, the devil and Satan, was cast out to the earth. And I, th- I I can see that taking place over the course of time and that ultimately when Satan is cast down, that is when we read in Revelation, hey, woe, woe to those on the earth because the devil has cast down, uh, has been cast down and knows he has such a, just a short time, right? Yeah, and he goes into the dead body. The Antichrist makes him resurrect, and then who can who can you know worship the beast? Because who can defeat him? Because he just resurrected and mimicked, you know, Jesus Christ's resurrection. You know, after killing the two witnesses, and they resurrect. So it's that middle of the tribulation. There's a lot of really interesting things that happen. Uh, I'm not going to say we'll be watching. We'll be watching from up here, though, right? We're looking down, but you know, I've already gotten ripped on by saying that from Greg, so I'm not saying anything about that. I guess he doesn't agree with me. That's all right, Greg. I never ripped on him. He Kevin comes up with this stuff. I think he likes it. Oh. No, what I I stated, what I stated was that my opinion was that I don't I didn't think that we were going to end up seeing most of this stuff because we're going to be so joyous in heaven uh, with the yeah. Lord being with the Lord. Well, maybe, but, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, listen, we all have our own opinions on certain things, especially oh. this, these these things. But that's that's cool. That's fine. You know. Well, no, I was talking specifically about the indwelling, Greg. 
I was talking about the indwelling of Satan into the Antichrist. That's you didn't like. Oh, oh, the indwelling. Yes. Well, yes. Well, then we go into whether the the one from the abyss, the bottomless pit, yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. does the indwelling, or if it's right, Satan. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a whole nother uptime. So we can. I love we, that. Yeah, we, we don't have to talk about that. You know, we here's the point. Oh, yeah, not two minutes before we uh, we. Here's the point. No, not Satan a good idea. Comes down to the earth and woe to the inhabitants because Satan is no no longer going to be able to access heaven. He's going to be really, really upset. We know that. He don't want yeah, to be here. He for knows that. this time is short, and he knows. Yeah, this he time knows is this time is short, and he's not, and no more access. He's not going to be able to claim that throne. He's going to try to keep trying though while he's here, but he's 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 booted out of heaven forever. He never gets back in. Mm-hmm. So we're on high watch, everybody. Still on high watch, and I know it's hard to swallow. I know. Um, after everything I've showed you and everything we've talked about, you know, but the fact of the matter is we're on the verge of world war three. Now, if nothing was happening back, like, like Kevin said, you know, back to those other times, Israel wasn't here. There, there wasn't a, we're not on the verge of a world war, especially one that would decimate countries within minutes. All right. If none of that was happening and, 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 and this was our situation, I could comfortably say we got another seven years or another, 21 years or 28 years to go something but the fact of the matter is we have all those things we have the uh we have the climate change conference taking place atop top of mount sinai and we haven't forgotten about the five red heifers that they have okay they're getting ready to build that third temple they're not going to waste seven years to do that so there's something here that we don't understand happening right now about the timeline there's something here about that's a mystery about this timeline that we're not going to understand. I think the Lord's allowing us to understand so much, but He really wants to surprise us. And I'll tell you what, there's a lot of people that's not watching the show that they were watching what two weeks ago, a week ago. We were at 1500, now we're at like 846, something like that. Okay, those people, right? They're still saved and sealed, but they're they're kind of like ah, uh, kind of down and out. But do you think guys will catch them by surprise? <laughs> Possibly that he is. He's gonna come like a thief in the night to them. But at least for them, they're sealed with the with the Holy Spirit and they'll be taken. Okay, so they're gonna be caught like a thief in the night. Kevin, right, I put your, your lower third up there for you. What's that? What was Kevin, that? I put that lower third up there. Yeah, for don't you. be don't a break. Right. That's what we talked about a few weeks ago. Don't be a Jonah. Just because yeah, what you thought Jonah. was going to happen doesn't happen, you're gonna go sulk and you're gonna go. Oh man, I can't believe this. Why did you do that? You know, come on, Don. Don't be a Jonah. Just be, be be thankful and be, you know, every day you should be joyful and count it for all joy. You need to run the race to the finish. Jonah, Jonah did not run the race to the finish. He was he went out and he sulked in the sun. And then when he had a plant, he and, and he and the plant was taken away, he was ticked off about that too. Yeah. So you know, don't be a Jonah. Be be a be a Bob Barber who, who who can basically overcome whatever, and then say, you know what? I'm going to keep figuring this thing out. I'm going to keep watching. I, I thought this may happen or that may happen. I think that we're here, but you know what? Hey, I I heard some new stuff. I'm 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 invigorated. That's where you need to be. You need to be invigorated daily and watching. Hey, Amen. Right. And I, don't I love think the lower third, Greg. Years. Good call. Amen. I don't think we have seven years, everybody. We don't. There's something about this time, and I think Jason might be on to something. There's something about this time that we're in right now that we we don't have clarity on right now, not yet. Okay, but I think we're in we're in the ballpark here. Okay. 
Everything's in place. The gas is filling the house, but just hasn't ignited yet. Okay, we're well, in something right now. Well, one thing that's true, Bob, there's plenty to watch. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's. it's not a boring time. I mean, you're not going to get bored if you continue to watch. There's always something exciting to see and things that are going on. So the Lord is, has definitely put us in a very interesting time. And I think that he, he knows that, that we want him to come. He wants to come, but he's going to do it in his perfect time. And that he's not going to make a mistake on it. He's not going to be discouraged. He's not. Yeah. He's, he's not discouraged. He doesn't want us to be discouraged. And there's really no reason to be discouraged because we have faith in the Lord that what his plan is, is perfect. Amen. I think it's good, good time to stop. And uh, brother, uh, yeah, we thank you for coming on, Jason, for, yeah, to uh, share and, yeah, and to just give us a little more insight on what may be occurring very soon. And listen, we're going to continue looking into it and uh, pray about it, folks. Um, we love, we love doing this. We love, we love being with all of you guys, and we want you to participate. We uh, we enjoy these forums. Um, so, listen, if this is what we get to do while we continue to occupy and including obviously spreading the gospel, that's the number one thing, right? To the lost, but you know, listen, listen, let's embrace it. Let's encourage one another as Paul tells us in the script, in the, in his writings, let's, let's keep doing this. Um, don't get discouraged. Don't be discouraged folks. Uh, we'll continue looking. We know this is the truth. We may not have pinpoint in the accurate date, but that's not what it's about. We're not, we're not trying to do that. We're just trying to look around uh, at, at certain areas of where the Lord may be bringing us. And we want you to be excited. We don't want you, we don't want to discourage you. This is, this is for you. And, and we, we do thank you and appreciate you being here. All right. With that, God bless you all. And um, Lord willing, we'll see you next week or we'll be, uh, we'll be with each other in heaven. Amen. Amen. Thank you all. God bless you.